coming in Hello. hot on a take two, a second attempt at this episode. We were four and a half minutes in, and I was not feeling very good about it because I had lost a note that was going to help me unlock the keys to this movie. And so we're back. This but is to the listener, Micah has had this note the whole time. Yes, and this is the Marvel, I mean, the, the Macaw podcast universe, Yep. and we go through franchises. And the one that we are finishing up today is the first phase of Marvel. Yes, and starting. Oh, do not fret, we're going to go through all the phases, Yeah. but we're, we're going to break it up. We can't do all of them at one time. Yeah, that's I think a little bit boring. Although well, I've been having quite an enjoyable experience rewatching them. Yeah, it's, surprisingly. it's been fun. Um, so yes, we're finishing up. With Marvel's The Avengers, Beginning which is... Beginning at Iron Man 1. Yes. Ending here. And um, so, before we get into this movie and all the people and whatnot, when was the first time you saw this movie and what was your impression of it at the time? I saw it with you, but we weren't really friends yet. Okay, that's right. I after, keep forgetting After the first Seance show I've ever seen... Same day I met Sean Siders, really, okay. bi- really big day for me. Um, you guys were playing at South Stage Cellars at that Battle of the Bands thing. Mm-hmm. You guys lost because you some people weren't 21 and you were playing at a winery and they were like, well, we can't give it to people who aren't 21. Uh-huh. When Seons was, were clearly the best band, still one of my favorite bands dumb. of all time. But hey, South Stage Cellars, if you're listening, I have no beef with you. And they make a great wine. Yeah. Couple of them are great. Um, I have a tiny beef with you. I mean, yeah. we technically won, and then we weren't given the <laughs> title. So, but the people, you know, it's in the past. <laughs> it's in the past. Uh, it's a different winery now. You're a different musician now. I'm a different boy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I saw it with you, Taylor Brown. Was Christy there? I think she was. Yeah. Um, Veronica was there. Sydney might have been there. Mm-hmm. Maybe not though. I hope you were there, Sydney. I would hate to experience anything without you by my side. Um, and then, yeah, i that's really all I remember about the movie. I think I liked it, but I think it was kind of that whole thing where it's like, yeah, I go to a Marvel movie because people go to Marvel movies and theaters. Mm. I think that's really my only opinion about it. Okay. Well, mine was the same showing, obviously. And um, so when I saw it, I remember I was kind of, I think I was kind of going to see the movie out of duty, like you. Yeah. And, uh, like, friends wanted to see it. And then when the third act began and the aliens started coming down, I remember having this moment where I just thought, this is why we go to the movies. This is insane. And I I just thought it was unbelievable. And it completely blew my mind. Um, And then I watched it about a year later on, uh, on a little TV, and it definitely was not as good. That's and just then we a watched TV, it. though, right? Yeah, I, that's what I thought. And then we watched it this last time, and I'm going to wait for my opinion afterward. Oh, okay. Then I will, too. No, I'll do it right now. Okay. This movie's pretty good, but it is not as good as I remember it being. I remember this being, like, obviously the best in phase one, and I would put it uh, probably fourth. I, I would put both Iron Man and Captain America above this movie. Yeah, me too. I was kind of bored. I think yeah. that it really, it was really just, it lagged a lot um, in the third act. Yeah, and I think it really, it suffers from, in my opinion, not necessarily a bad script or, or things like that, but that last, that last uh, third act of the movie 
when you hadn't seen all those characters together, it was completely electric. Yeah. And it was so insane because you're sitting there and you're seeing all these characters together. But but, but now I, we've seen them together in like four other movies. And it feels almost incomplete to me. Yeah. And yeah, I, it's yeah, like, think, oh, there's think, only five of them? Yeah, I think I said that while we were watching the movie that we're watching it and I'm thinking, gosh, I'm like repeating the same thing three times. Um, I thought this movie, it's like, why watch this movie when I can watch Infinity War? But at the same th- same time, Infinity War wouldn't be as good without this movie and without yeah. Ultron and without pretty much all of the movies would not be as good. So it's it's a thing where it's like this this serves its purpose yeah. very well. And, and, I, and yeah. you know, you could be saying, hey, you guys are being too harsh. Like without that movie, you don't have the other ones. Yes, but this is the whole point of our podcast is we're talking we're about how it relates. We're just yeah. This isn't black and white. This yeah. is just our opinions. And we're just talking about how it relates to the series. So I think since the series has progressed and it keeps getting better, uh, this movie just doesn't look as good anymore. Yeah. It's not as I think visually it's not, not not just the effects. That's not what I'm saying. The effects are actually really good. The f- effects hold up. the color, like the color grading, the cinematography is really boring mm-hmm. to look at. Which more on that later. Yeah. Um. So to try to jump into my, mine's very short. Yes, yeah. So you were jumping on Joss. Yeah. So director Joss Whedon, and I've just focused on his most notable resume builders right before this movie, which was Firefly, which is a very famous show that got canceled. What network was it on? Do you remember? I think it was sci-fi, but I wouldn't bet money on that. Um, Yeah. Apparently a very famous uh, show that got canceled. And then Buffy the Vampire Slayer that has a, a good cult following okay with uh sarah michelle geller or something she's great she plays daphne and scooby-doo oh hey oh i know who you're talking about yeah she married she's married to freddie in real life that's pretty wild i don't know if they're still married but uh, i hope so because i always thought that was so cool <laughs> <laughs> you know who was involved in the I, I don't know if he was involved in the first one but he was involved in the second uh the monsters unleashed scooby-doo the scrappy the well james gunn was one of the writers oh that's right so which ruben might be in that one from american idol he totally is and there's a sequence at the end where they sing uh, you're a shining star with scooby-doo and scrappy i would imagine that that movie is absolutely unwatchable now probably but it would be so fun to watch it yeah well we might have to watch it sometime micah and i do this thing where on the 31st of every month we watch a bad movie that would be a good one to do. The last one being the mummy with Tom Cruise that we didn't finish. Yes. we And that's the criteria. You don't have to finish it. It's just got to be bad. Yeah, because you can't enjoy a sunny day without a few rainy ones. So True. take that to the bank and join us for bad movie nights. Anyway, um, so then um, he also wrote, you know, writing credits on this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, other movies that he has worked on, Toy Story, Alien Resurrection. Which we will cover at some point, and that is a bad movie. Never seen it. Not even a second of it. Cabin in the Woods. Okay. Justice League. And my phone corrected it to Justin League. Justin League, which is something we will also cover at some point, and that is going to be a very, very long episode because that is... I I will not be able to contain the amount of ranting I will do. There will be so much to talk about. Yeah. But that'll be after we'll have covered Suicide Squad, which... uh, will be i will that might be that might be like a three-part episode probably lose my voice from shouting so much yeah that is still those two movies hold the title for me of of worst of worst yeah and it has more you know there are worse movies but the fact that there's that much money involved in those movies and that many 
good ingredients and the the dish turned out that poorly i give it extra points for being oh bad. yeah definitely definitely um and then so in terms of um actors i really only focused on one person because we've pretty much covered everyone who's in this movie like main people and this is free so just go back and listen if you want to know mm-hmm. um so mark ruffalo my phone corrected it to make ruffalo where we're making them right now make? on this podcast podcast um mark ruffalo who plays the incredible hulk so hang on a second did it correct the word mark Mark to make to make or did you just misspell it it could be both because mark is a very common name maybe the new update isn't so good but i spelled ruffalo right i think anyway change it to buffalo nope okay i think you misspelled mark (laughs) okay anyway um Mark Ruffalo plays Incredible Hulk, who was previously played by Edward Norton, and this is a serious step up. As much as I love Edward Norton, Mark mm-hmm. Ruffalo is the Incredible Hulk. He really embodies this character. And before this movie, I mean, his acting credits are just like scroll, 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 scroll. He's been in so much. A lot of romantic comedies, a lot of TV, a lot of TV movies. Uh-huh. Um and then, like, most notable things to me, because I wasn't going to go through everything, uh, movies I do is in before this movie, is uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and 13 Going on 30 in 2004. Okay. Great movies, both of them. Um, and then, you think I'm joking about 13 Going on 30. I'm not. No, no That's I'm a good sure. Chick I bet it's good. I bet it's good. And then, um, Zodiac. Yeah, Probably my favorite David Fincher movie. Probably my favorite performance of Mark Ruffalo. That movie rips. And then Shutter Island and Date Night in 2010. He's in Date Night, huh? I guess, yeah. Probably a little cameo or something. Yeah. And then he, and then Avengers and his big follow-up to Avengers is Now You See Me in 2013. I just had to <laughs> okay. mention that. Okay. Um, so is that all of your... That's all I have. Your notes. So now we're going to get into the production side of things. Now, as we've discussed in previous episodes, uh, October 18th, 2010, Disney acquires the distribution rights, finally. So, um, I can't remember the exact history of everything, but this is the first, like, full-on Disney was there for the pre-production, the post-production. During production, they had, like, the full rights, but they still had the Paramount logo remaining on the movie. So, I believe from this point on, the next movie and on none of the movies are produced by paramount and it's all disney marvel studios all right i think we will see once we get to iron man 3 um but so now we're in the disney era officially uh production for the movie began on april 25th 2011 and then this i thought was very interesting so zach penn did the script and then joss whedon got the script and he felt that the studio didn't have anything and they needed to, quote, pretend the draft never happened. Whoa. And so he he had issues with the lack of character connections and he started from square one. So Whedon went on to write five-page treatment of his plan for the film and he created the tagline, Avengers, some assembly required. Um, and then he wrote a draft with Wasp in it because he didn't know if Johansson was going to be available, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, okay. So he did a whole script with that. Um, he wasn't sure how well. Um, I think I think he said one villain would do, um, or something along those lines. So he wrote a draft that had Ezekiel Stain, which would be Obadiah Stain, the villain in Iron Man's son, as one okay. of the villains. 
Um, and then Whedon tried to get sole credit for the script, but the but he wasn't able to get that. Okay. So it has it says Ezekiel, or I mean it says um, Zach Penn and um, Josh Whedon. So that's kind of interesting. Um, if I had more time before we recorded this, that would have been fun to jump into yeah. a little bit further. Um, so then there's just a couple more things, but I wanted to talk about something that we call aspect ratio. So I am not by any means an expert in this, but the cinematographer whose name I don't have with me right now, maybe you could look that up while I'm doing this. Um, he decided to shoot the film in 1.85 to one aspect or to one. So that means it's one high and then it's 1.85 long. So it's not super wide. Seamus McGravy, McGarvey. McGarvey. Okay. And, um, uh, at the time that was kind of unusual for the epic nature of the film. And so to put it into perspective, one point, one point eighty five to one aspect ratio, um, that is like that is like the Academy standard for movies. Okay. Um, but the widescreen standard currently is two point thirty five to one. So, um, another way to put it into perspective is there will be blood is two point thirty nine to one. So that just means there those are like like three quarters of the size wider. So the movies look a lot more epic. The, oh, wi- the wider so this they are, a lot tighter. It's tighter, and I remember feeling as the movie's going on, I'm like, this movie kind of looks like a TV show a little bit. Oh. But before I go down that trail and think I'm a genius, I saw this thread on Reddit, and someone was talking about um, how a lot of people were, argue- he, you know, he's saying that he, he thinks it's weird that a lot of people argue that 2.35 is like the only way for a movie to look cinematic. This is the person on Reddit? Yes. Okay. And he goes, but movies like The Avengers, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, or Ant-Man are shot on 1.85. And then he goes, then he lists a bunch of old movies, and these are like movie movies, and they're all 1.85. So, um, are, am I tracking? Am I making yeah, sense? Yeah, it makes sense to me. So... So bef- so I almost was like, cool, I figured it out. This is why this movie looks slightly off to me um, compared to the other ones, although I believe Avengers Infinity War was also 1.85. And the reason they shot it in 1.85 was because they wanted to be able to get all the heights of all the different characters in one yeah, shot that makes sense. well. Yeah. Because, um, you know, like Hulk is a head and shoulders above every character. Yeah. Um, but... That might not be the reason why I thought it looked a little bit um, TV-ish because uh, here's just to name a few movies that are shot at 1.85 that are older. Jurassic Park, Back to the Future, The Godfather, Godfather 2, Shawshank, Goodfellas, Schindler's List, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Saving Private Ryan, Dr. Strangelove, 1.66, so even smaller, The Shining, Taxi Driver, um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So... It might not have been the aspect ratio is why I thought it looked a little. It could have been a contributing factor, but it could but have not been a the thing contributing factor. Yeah. So, but I th- I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, if you if I mean, you everyone's wanna... asleep right now. Yeah, we'll but, wake up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then two more interesting things about the movie. We'll we'll end on a f- kind of a funny one. Ooh, everyone's perking up right now. But the first one, 
Um, it looks like uh, there, there's a quote from Joss Whedon where he says, he's talking about Thanos, and he says, he for me is the most powerful and fascinating Marvel villain. He's the great granddaddy of the badasses, and he's in love with death, and I just think that's so cute. Um, huh? Cute? Yeah, he used the word cute? Yeah, he did say that. Um, so these are some of the most important texts in Marvel history, and Thanos is all over that. He talks about some of the comics. Um, and so somebody had to be in control and had to be behind Loki's work and I said, it's got to be Thanos. And they said, okay. So he got very excited about it. So it sounds like from this account, um, the, the whole idea of Thanos being the villain behind Loki was Josh Whedon's idea. Oh, so good for him. Um, and then uh, at the end credit scene, you know when they do the shawarma bit? Yeah. Um, Chris Evans uh, had a beard during that time, so he wore a prosthetic jaw for that shot. Well, it's so it shot so far away, and that's probably why he doesn't eat at all. Because I remember he's just sitting there. Um, and what does those, that look like? Those are all my notes. So, did he still have a mustache? Well, he, Captain America doesn't have a mustache. Yeah, but did Chris Evans still have a mustache? I think they just gave him the jaw. Well, I don't think they had the the Justice League technology to get rid of the mustache. Oh. So his back's probably to us too. Yeah. No, it, his back wasn't to us. He's just staring off a certain way that, that I bet if you watched it now, you'd be like, oh. Shout out to Chris Evans at the Oscars. He looked great, man. He did look great. I turned to my brother-in-law and I said, could you imagine looking that good? I, I mistook you from when, when you helped Regina King up to the stage to accept her Oscar. I mistook you for the guy hired to help people up the stairs so that they wouldn't trip. Uh-huh. Um, but then when I, when the camera cut to Virginia King's mom and I saw you sitting right there, I was like, oh, that's Chris Evans. Sorry for mistaking you for anyone but you. Yeah. And then one more thing. This is the one and only movie as, as far as I can tell, I, I assume if I figure something else out, we'll change this. But, uh, Damien Potier portrays Thanos, not Josh Brolin. Who's that? I do not know. Okay. I didn't look him up. But there was, in fact, a different actor to portray Thanos okay. back then until they got Josh for Guardians, and then he became the man. Whoops. Set the laptop on top of another laptop rather aggressively. Let's get into the movie now. Okay. So, do you do you have any notes? No, I didn't take notes. Ooh, okay. Good you jogged my memory with your notes. Okay. So, For me, it's all about emotion. How does that make me feel? <laughs> this movie starts off, and we see the titular mother in How I Met Your Mother. And she is Colby Smulders, the Canadian actress. I think she's from Canada. She is in How I Met Your Mother. And maybe that's why I think that. But her and... Uh, anyway, they're they're doing experiments on the Tesseract. Yes. With uh, um, Skarsgård. Yes. And Samuel Jackson's there. And, then, and the Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. guy is there. Yeah, Agent Coulson. Yep. Who uh, finally dies, and since he comes back to life in a TV show and not on the movies, I'm just gonna assume he's dead eternally. Sure. sure. Um. So then the Tesseract is doing odd things, and it opens up a portal. Well, and it's like it's releasing energy. That's yeah. how they describe it. Yeah. Yeah. And then doesn't Loki comes out of the portal? Yeah. He starts fighting. This is the Tesseract from Captain America, right? Yes. Okay. Um, Wait, is it? Yeah, because they they recovered it from the ocean. Okay. And uh, 
Yeah, and it's the only one in the cube as well. Okay. So it's the space, and it's also the space stone. That's why he portals. there was a cube thing in Thor. Which Thor? The first one. Oh, no, that was... um. That was like a ice It was a different thing. thing. Yeah, it was some okay. sort of ice thing. Um, so um, while that is happening, uh, Loki comes in. Does he get the stone out? I can't remember. Does he take the Tesseract with him? Does he have it yet, or does he get it later? I feel like it's still a Tesseract. No, but I mean... No, he puts it into the... He puts it into his thing. His little weapon thing. Yes, but does he do that yet, or does he do that that later in the movie? Because then he starts hurting people with it. Okay, because I thought thought Nick Fury got it. Got it out of there. Oof. We shouldn't have waited a week to do this pod. Yeah, a little too epic. Um, But then... The the whole shield headquarters is destroyed. Um, yes, in that in at least in that area because of the tesseract exploding, right? Or was yeah, it yeah, it's like giving off weird power and stuff yeah. like that. And, yeah, um, and then I think Loki maybe does something to it. They capture Loki. They capture so they do. They they have the tesseract. Yes, okay. they have the tesseract. They have Loki. They capture him, and um, no, they actually don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is no, they capture him later. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. There's something with the Sorry, Tesseract. guys. <laughs> That's the MacGuffin of the movie anyway, so who cares? Yeah. Um, it'll only come into play in Avengers, really. Yeah. Of Infinity War. Give us some slack. We're talking about the movie and how it felt. <laughs> uh, so um, then we go to a scene with Black Widow where she's called because she needs help or they need her to come in. Oh, and she's under interrogation by these russians when these really russian she's the one getting information from them now pretty good pretty good intro okay because I, I was gonna say i think i think that that is a cool a cool scene and yeah. i think she does play it well because she's sitting there and the guys are like we're gonna get all this information out of you and then someone calls the guy and he hands her the phone and she's like, oh, you want me to come in right now? And you can tell they're confused she's like, that I'm she working. even speaks English. Yeah. And then she's like, okay. And then she just does all these crazy flips, like beats him up really quick and then gets out of there. And you just see that she was in control the whole time. And there yeah. was never a time where she was like in danger. Right. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I've, I'll give that one to her. Yeah. It seems like maybe they have a different writer, namely Joss Whedon. And maybe he's a little better at writing yeah. that character. Yeah. Because he's done a whole show where the protagonist is a female a vampire slayer named buffy right yep she is buffy the vampire slayer okay the titular buffy yeah um and then oh yeah because he calls her in to to go get the hulk yes and that's when we go to um i believe a place in south america it might be africa i couldn't remember i thought it was in asia a part a part of asia well okay this sounds real bad but i it just was a foreign country and it's a horrible country people are people have a virus or a lot of people are sick in this village and he is there helping these people because he's a doctor but he yeah. also is isolating himself in a shack and that's where scarlett johansson goes and finds him because she she knew i mean i think they kind of they knew her where he was the whole time they were just keeping tabs on him mm-hmm. but she's the one who was sent to find him to recruit him and um he hasn't had an incident in like over a year or something and he's really reluctant to go but she convinces him yeah don't even yeah. talk about what country and uh, <laughs> and uh but but they set up that great bit that i really like um where um he she says like how do you not 
get like how do you not turn into the hulk and he just says like um well i my my secret is and then i think it cuts away or like something happens so he's not able to say and that will keep coming up throughout the movie like well the secret to me not turning into the hulk is and then he keeps not saying it yeah um so then they get him they assemble captain america yeah they take him out of the box uh yes well they did that in the previous movie i'm joking um and then they're working on um, getting they they get Iron Man all together, and they're and this is right when Tony builds his new state of the art like skyscraper building mm-hmm. that is like energy efficient. That was a big thing. Yes, which yeah, and um, he also Agent Agent Coulson is the one who comes for him, and That's he right. he's also reluctant, but also just because like, is it worth it to him? to do this thing he, i mean he's also tony stark he's got a lot to do mm-hmm. but therefore i mean we wouldn't have the avengers if he wasn't there so he convinces them to go and then thor like arrives yeah because he just sees that something is going on well he knows it has to do with loki so he just knows that he needs to be there to stop it yes um and yeah loki takes the tesseract so he does take the tesseract and then that's when the Avengers initiative kicks off. And then um, Loki causes a, he goes to that event where he brings all the like old or all the people dressed up and he has them bow down oh, to him. Right. And we see his motivation where he's saying like humans are meant to be slaves. Right. So that's his motiv- he's a motivation. God. Yeah. Which I, I like. I think it works. And then Captain America shows up and he's like, not on my watch, baby. And then Iron Man helps him out. Yep. And at that point, they capture Loki. Yep. This isn't like Germany or Berlin or Berlin, Germany or like Bulgaria. This is what country this happens in. Okay. Um, and uh, and also Black Widow is there. And then when they're bringing him back, um, that's when, uh, that's when Thor comes down, and they have that cool fight. Yep. Where like forest. Thor takes him, and he's like, "Thanks for picking him up." Yep. And they're like, what are you talking about? Iron Man flies out of the helicopter as well. And he he's trying to get him. And then um, Cap eventually finds him somehow. Because they were in the helicopter, which has that cool, which I like. I think it's cool. The helicopter for S.H.I.E.L.D. goes into the sky and mirrors turn around. Oh, and yeah. And it becomes invisible. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so then Iron Man and... Thor get into a huge fight in the forest and Loki's just up on a cliff like watching him basically just kind of like yeah <laughs> like smirking he well, does a lot of smirking we, we we begin to see that as as I believe um Cap points out later like it, obviously he wanted to be captured yeah because this was too easy right so so then um a lot of the movie takes place in the air yeah and this so this part of the movie the first part you're I'm kind of like there's just something about the way the action is done and the way they're just trying to get through the plot, going through so much exposition in the yeah. first act. It's a little bit boring. Mm-hmm. And then the third act, we've seen the cities be destroyed so many times that At rewatching point, yeah. it, you're just kind of like, oh my gosh. But the second act of this movie, I think, is really good. When they're all this doing their shines. debates. Yes, because now they're up in the helicopter. Um, they have Loki. 
you have kind of this fun thing that also oh we have to we forgot to mention that at the beginning when loki arrives he like bewitches skarsgård and jeremy renner as black that's Hawk. right is yes. his name black hawk no, it's Hawkeye. Hawkeye. But they they are So um, they're working for him, but they're like bewitched. Yes, and they have black eyes now. So that nope, you as the audience member, shiny. you they're can su- know. They're super shiny and, and blue. black. No, they're not black. Okay. Trust me. I, I had an issue. Oh, yeah, because I had an of issue the... with the the way that they made their eyes look different. Okay. It was just so obvious. Um and then um here's here's one thing that I wanted to discuss that I think is weird is Agent Coulson has been th- in all of these movies except Captain America and Iron Man 1, I believe. Is he in Hulk? Um, and Hulk. Um, but for some reason, he's been this, like, stone-cold, like, cool guy behind the glasses, which hasn't really worked for me, and I think it's because the actor just, to me, does not portray a sense of stoicism. See, I don't feel that way. But and, keep going. But in this movie, they they try to humanize him which I think is a good approach, but since they haven't done it for the rest of the movies, to me it's kind of jarring. Yeah. Because, you know, he, like, meets Captain America and he has baseball cards that he wants him to sign. And he has all this other stuff. It's almost like they started humanizing him because they were going to kill him in the script and they wanted you to think that that meant something. But he doesn't. He's just a familiar face. Yeah. I don't know. What Do you do you agree with I, that? I or? think that throughout, up until this point, in the so in all these other movies before this movie mm-hmm. they they just needed anyone it didn't even matter what he looked like it's just like to me he was such a blank face character but all i needed to know was he kept showing up because he represented whatever i mean is it called avengers shield i don't know shield, shield. yeah he he is which i know nick fury is but they just gave this guy is like when you see him you know shields involved yeah. I don't think they gave him a personality. I don't think the actor was trying to have a personality, which, you know, I could be wrong. But, um, so then I think in this movie, since it's about S.H.I.E.L.D., they're like, now we have a chance to kind of, like, give some personality to this guy. Yeah. That's how I feel. Either way, I don't really care about him. Because yeah. in the previous movies, they don't establish that I need to care about him. Well, and, and I think it's kind of weird that he's he's so stoic and then in this movie, he's like a little boy around Captain America. Well, I don't America. think Stoke's right, but I think he just does his job. Yeah. To, that's what it, it looks I, like I just get me. a sense of like, we should we should trust that guy. I, I don't know. Yeah. But in this movie, I, I, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. It doesn't work for I do think it's some funny jokes that, you know, he's like With nervous around cards. Captain America and he wants him to sign the trading cards. Um, but it, it's a little it's a little weird. Um, oh, and this is the movie... I don't think it was in Captain America. I previously said this incorrectly. But in this movie, Chris Evans, you can tell, is lit differently and looks a little more timeless than the other characters. Okay. Not the pre- not the Captain America. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, and then I, I love... Bef- this is before they get in the helicopter. I'm finding some of my old notes. But before they get in the helicopter, um, Samuel Jackson is like, all right, we're going to be getting on this crazy thing, so be careful cap like you're gonna see some stuff you've never seen before and he goes he goes i've i've been from the 40s i've seen it all and he goes i'll bet you 10 bucks you won't and then when the helicopter oh, takes yeah, off yeah, yeah. he just hands him ten dollars that, that is such a funny joke just a great bit yeah. love that um but yeah so a lot of the second act is about just iron man thor 
Captain America, Scarlett Johansson, and Hulk sitting around a table talking about what needs to happen. But and with, talking about, well, they're also talking about like, what does S.H.I.E.L.D. really want out of us? Yes, but pause real quick. Because I forgot that in the scene where Loki has the humans enslaved on Earth. Um, he, that, I, they're not enslaved. They're just bowing to him. Yeah. Well, the elder, the, there's like an old man and he stands up. And that's a pretty great scene where he's like, I'm not going to take it from you. And then Cap jumps in front of him as he's about to kill the guy. And then the guy's like, I'm a god. I'm god. Like, you should bow down to me. And then Cap says, there's only one god. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't look like that. Oh, yeah. That's a funny joke. Funny line. Funny line. Yeah. So, um, now, now we're, now we're to, uh, act two. Yeah. So a lot of the, the conversations are like Mark Ruffalo and Iron Man seem to be on one side in a way where they're, they're like, we're working for shield. We need to figure out what this is to stop this alien force. And then Captain America, which is, this is very interesting. He's very much like on shield's side, side, but then Mm -hmm. he gets to this point where he's like, questioning shield which is pretty unlike his character but that's kind of like what we were saying in the captain america episode yes he's patriotic and yes he's like the representation of america but that doesn't mean that whoever's in charge is always right yeah so he he gets to this point where where he's like what are they doing and how are they going about all these things that they're trying to do and and the reason it comes about is because of someone we haven't uh, ironically enough we have not talked about uh, Tony Stark at all yet but Tony Stark is involved and he is up there he's being cocky as ever and he's also he wants to see the Hulk turn into the Hulk so he's like goading him yeah and he and Captain America is not he does not like him and his cockiness yeah and he's kind of saying we should stick to what these guys are telling Which us is to do just the perfect recipe for a classic friendship waiting to happen oh yeah but then Captain or I mean uh, Iron Man is just saying no something else is going on why would they call us now right, like, right they've right. seen stuff like this before Wh- why are we here now and then um captain starts looking around and he sees old hydra equipment in their um uh like storage in their storage and then he finds out that it, because iron man also hacked into their system and they realize that um, Shield was working on a weapon to use with the Tesseract mm-hmm. because they feared that once they had that kind of technology, they would be targeted by aliens. Mm-hmm. And Iron Man wanted it to be used for renewable energy. Mm-hmm. And so therein lies the rub, and they're pissed at Nick Fury for not telling them this because now they're... The, because they're like pawns. Yeah, and the, the cool thing is it harkens back to Iron Man 1 where... Iron Man doesn't he he's selling weapons and he doesn't want yeah. to sell weapons anymore and now they're trying to secretly make him build a weapon. Well, so even Iron Man saying, 2 where they're like the government's yeah. like forcing him to give it give up his formulas, but he won't because he knows what they'll do with it because of Iron Man 1. Yeah, and so now he's g- getting faced with a similar thing and he's he doesn't want to be that anymore. So, um that's very cool. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And then meanwhile, people are trying to figure out what Loki's up to. And Black Widow does this thing where she tricks him into revealing his plan, which is that he wants Hulk to get angry. And once again, Hulk has, or Bruce Banner has said that he has a, like, he has a way of controlling it now. Yeah. And then 
then Hawkeye shows up and he shoots into the the helicopter. This is so it's so hard to describe action. I know. <laughs> this is a hard movie to describe. Please give us a break and please stick in for uh our next franchise with it, which is Mad Max, which is only action. <laughs> <laughs> but um they uh, Hawkeye breaks in and then um Hulk becomes Hulk, starts destroying the ship. And the Avengers basically break up. Loki escapes. Well, Loki escapes the chamber he was put into and Thor is put inside of it. Yes. Because he's the god of mischief and he can do what he wants. Well, he's so tricky. He's always tricky. Um, so, yeah, Thor is being hurtled down to the earth. Um, so there's that part. And as that's going on, right, Hulk is destroying the ship. And then also there are parts of the plane that are like down so mm. iron man and captain america are trying to get them back running again because if they can't the ship will crash and like hundreds of people will die in the ship yeah and this to me is like the best action yeah i think it's the most the interesting movie. especially how iron man and captain america seemingly at odds have to work together <laughs> yeah. and get that turbine turning yeah and that's a cool scene it really is and then you know this is the first time in that we've seen this new hulk since Incredible yeah, Hulk. and he looks good. And he looks really good. And there's that scene where the jet flies out to um, attack them or something like that. And he jumps onto the jet and yeah. starts like full animal style, like ripping at the jet. And the guy has to eject to get out. But doesn't he grab him when he ejects? He does. Yeah, that's right. Does. And then I think he throws him and you see the parachute still yeah, yeah, go. Yeah. And he, he goes down to earth. And that's just like a kind of a, a crazy, a crazy scene. Um. Oh, take a breath. So where does Loki go? Um. Well. Uh, so Loki has the tesseract. They they successfully steal the tesseract throughout all of this, and Skarsgård is put on top of who is still bewitched. He is. I don't think that's the right word for it, but. When you see yeah. Harry Potter and read it, it's bewitched. Um, he is on top of the Stark building. The re- the the energy, like the most efficient energy and thing sh- in the world now, which and is we ironic. Should mention that Agent Coulson was killed. And Nick Nick Fury grabs his card and says that that was in his pocket to try and get the team together. And then we cut to Loki. Yeah, that's how he gets them to work together again. So yeah, then Skarsgård's on top of the Stark building using the Tesseract to create Mm -hmm. all the energy to destroy everything. Well, no, no, no. It was to bring the aliens to Earth Yeah, as well. They're talking about this movie, I know we haven't seen it in a week. Yeah, but also there's so much going on in this movie, and yeah. it's crazy that it's it's only going to get bigger because the next movie has more characters in it. the The funny thing is though that I'm thinking about Avengers: Infinity War, and I feel like I could do a podcast after this of well, that we movie. Well, we also enjoyed it better. more. Yeah, yeah. So there's just so much going on. There, there is so much going on, and so finally the team gets back together and this is when the big third act happens and this is when um uh no civilians are hurt wink wink uh yeah the alien portal is opened up and they attack the city well describe what the aliens look like and they the alien so i i think there's something to be argued that they're a little faceless and but i think they're kind of cool designed okay um, well, which which one? Well, There's actually, several. the the aliens that are riding the ships are just kind of whatever. Yeah. they're bland. 
but the ship aliens are cool. Yeah, because it's, like it's like a like a bio. It's yeah, they're like alive. aliens, but they're ships, yeah. and they connect via like. It looks like they connect in the chest of the the people. So there's like a weird connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Almost like a hive mentality sort but of But not quite, situation. but sort of, yeah. And so they start attacking the city. And gosh darn it, the effects really hold up, though. I mean, the effects in this movie are so crazy. Yeah. Um, what's weird to me is how, as the movie progresses, um, this scene is like they go out of their way to show that civilians are never hurt. Like to an extent that's very laughable because there's just so much death and destruction and you're having things where caps like evacuate everyone from this building and do this and do that. And I'm thinking there are so many aliens. You, you really need to just worry about getting the aliens. You really just need to worry about like how, like people are going to die no matter what Mm -hmm. you need to worry about that. That number stays under a certain number. Because people are gonna die. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild. Um, but I mean, there's some cool stuff. There's that cool shot where the Hulk jumps on a building, goes and smashes a bunch of stuff. But what happens then, before he turns into Hulk again? That awesome oh, line. Yeah, there's a ship coming down. Hold on, let me just say. Okay, so I know we're saying that this movie's got a lot in it. This third act fight sequence. I mean, like there is so much going on. Mm-hmm. You, listener, you can't expect us to go through scene like shot by shot about this one. No, I, and I'm upset that you thought we could. Yeah, frankly. So, yeah, Mark Ruffalo or Bruce Banner shows up as Bruce Banner and they're like, we need you to be the Hulk right now. Uh, what do you do? What, what's the question? Or the, I think they say like, can you can you do it? I mean, what? like, no, no, no. Bruce, we need you to get angry right now. And he's like, that's the secret. And he goes, I'm the always... secret is, I'm always and, angry. Do you notice that as he's saying that, he's turning green? Oh, yeah. It's it's amazing. I love that. And then it's he punches that cool. thing in the head, and it, like, punches it down. Yeah. Oh, that part's so cool. And that that's probably, like, the coolest moment oh, yeah. in the movie. That was my favorite part of the movie. I remember seeing that part in theaters. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. So, um, a lot of this fighting sequence is, like, them being on the defense. Yeah. But by the end of it, figuring out we need to get to Stark Tower. That's where it's happening. Mm-hmm. So they get to Stark Tower. Well, uh, the Hulk gets Black, there. Black Widow does. Well, Hulk also does. Because oh, does. Hulk gets Loki and smashes him on the ground, remember? Oh, yeah. Because Loki starts his thing where he's like, I am so tired of blah, blah, blah. And the Hulk just takes him and like swings him around. And then he says, puny God, which is voiced by Lou Ferrigno. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I think he Kinda still does my the heart voice. A little bit. Yeah, I think he still. I think he does the voice in all the movies. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that at all. I'm, I'm pretty sure. That's pretty I know cool. he did it in this one in Hulk. He's cool. Incredible Hulk. Pretty funny on King of Queens. And one, you know, he's he was in the TV show The Hulk and was the Hulk, so that's why they have him do it. Oh yeah, I guess we should probably say that. Yeah. That's <laughs> why. That's why it's warming know. my heart right now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so then um, they've got the Tesseract from Loki and uh oh that's right black widow does end up back on there and and kind of throughout this like even before the scene start um happens she turns jeremy renner back into jeremy renner she like yeah. kind of isolates him and like lets it get him out of the system it takes um scars guard like it's hit in the head and he's passed out for a lot of it and yeah. when, by the time he wakes up he's fine again you know what's funny is we have like not talked about thor at all throughout this whole movie well which i don't think he is i mean it's just like yeah that's loki's brother yeah, he's not as much... I mean, unless I'm misremembering, I feel like he doesn't really play too much of an integral part to the story. 
I mean, he probably has a little anecdotes about like this needs to happen because like I know him. I know his I know he's my brother. Yeah. I know Asgard. Like I know this realm that you guys have never heard of. Like that's kind of I feel like all he attributes. Yeah. He's a little more of just an expository character in this movie. Yeah. Um yeah, cuz I I think the real the real grind of the movie is Cap and Iron Man and then I think like the like backbone of the movie is Hulk. Yeah. Um which I'll just say, Mark Ruffalo takes the cake. Best performance of the movie. Oh, he takes the whole cake because he's going to eat more than a slice. Yeah, because he's a big yeah. and green. Um, but uh, the the interesting thing throughout the movie, especially with, um, is it Captain America who says this? Where him and Tony Stark fight a lot and a lot of it comes down to like someone telling Tony like, you, you could never sacrifice yourself. You would never be willing to be a real superhero uh-huh. for people. And you shouldn't be putting yourself on a pedestal like the rest of us. I don't mm-hmm. think that was specifically Captain America. I think that's just kind of like the thing throughout. Well, I think Cap- Captain America does say you he, would, you would never sacrifice yourself for yeah. another person. And so that that is a you know it's an interesting statement because it's true. Based, I mean, he's obviously a like an altruistic to a point mm-hmm. in terms of his because he risks his life to save people that we've seen in the first two movies. But he's still Tony Stark. Yeah, he's still thinking about like what is he going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, because even with his building that he's making, yeah, he's, he's like, already got a stake in it. Me, I will have the first like renewable building in the world, right? But the movie comes down to him taking what is it, the tesseract? Well, no, no, no. So, Black Widow's now at the tesseract. She's ready to to close the portal. Yes. And then, um, oh, that's right. Which this is Skybeam number three, I think, in the series already. And phase two is when the Skybeams really start going. Yeah. Um. I'll double check my count because I've been sky keeping Their like J.J. Abrams movies, lens flares. Yeah. There's a lot of them. But they're stopped doing it because they got enough people that were complaining about yeah. it. Um, but then we go to, um, he's doing that and then Nick Fury is talking to this 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 organization with these people on these holograms yes. and you can't really see their faces. It's like a UN situation kind of. And they're saying, launch a, a nuclear bomb. Right on new york right now we have to end this and nick fury's like the avengers are gonna do it don't worry no one's and, died wink wink yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a nuclear bomb would kill everyone wink wink yeah and so they launch the bomb and they can't stop it even though um i believe someone tries to stop it um i think no nick fury remember he has that great shot where he walks out onto the ship that he's on he shoots the wheel of the jet down that has the nuclear bomb and then another one flies right after he shoots that one. But he he attempts to stop it with like a bazooka. Oh, I fe- oh I kind of remember that. I remember yeah. him cutting off the video chat with them. Like he just hung up yeah. on them. And I mean, frankly, you give Samuel Jackson a bazooka. I want to see it. I'm in. Yeah. Don't even need to tell me what the movie is. Just I'm show in. me. <laughs> <laughs> so the nuclear bomb is headed to New York. They find out about it. Then Iron Man grabs a nuclear bomb he throws it into the portal which looks like uh the, you know they follow the way that that area looks like from captain america the first avenger all the way to guardians when that realm is disc- uh showed more the space areas okay um it just has like the same design okay. which I, which is cool because yeah, it just consistent. makes it feel cohesive yeah. and he throws the bomb in there and i believe it i think they do have a hive mentality because i think all the aliens you're die. right you're right 
Yeah. But then he's he's about to die. Yeah, well, he the, he gets in space and his suit is not a space suit. I mean, it's a great suit. Looks great, It's a great too. suit, not a space suit. But um, it, it starts um, freezing, you know, like locking. That's right. And he, that's, he freezing, can't yeah. fly back down. But apparently there's enough gravity that he's being pulled back down. Because if he was in space space, he would just be floating towards the nuclear mm-hmm. missile. But there must be enough of a gravitational pull to bring him back down to Earth. Yeah. Just in time before the portal closes. But it, but no one knew that he was going to make it back. It was really, he did the thing that Captain America said he would never be able to do. He sacrificed himself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And we're all better for it. Yeah. And Literally. And it's a happy ending. Everybody goes their separate ways. Well, it ends with... And uh, we are actually only at a Skybeam 2 count. Okay. Uh, Tony Stark asks everyone, like, if they've tried shawarma. Yes. Which will come back. Which they don't really have time for right now. Uh-huh. Maybe in a couple, like, credits. But, yeah. And yeah. then we have a post-credit scene where Thanos is like, grrr. What happened to Loki? Where'd he go? Uh, they just capture him. They, they just have him, right? Oh, he get oh Thor takes him back to Asgard. Right, right, and right, he's right. In right. prison. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then yeah, the credits roll. Thanos shows up midway through the credits, and I'm thinking, oh, this guy's cool. And then years later, when I th- hear that Thanos is going to be the main villain of Avengers, I'm like, what's interesting about this guy? Come on, he's not very interesting. Oh yeah. Boy, was I wrong. Uh. Me too. I was wrong until I saw Infinity War and had very mm. mixed feelings going in and yeah. walked out with mixed a big feelings smile on your face and a tear in um, your eye. Yeah, but then that's one of the funniest post-credit scenes at the very end with the, them eating the shawarma just yeah. in silence. It um, admits the ruins. It's yeah, like it's like yeah, they deserve a break. They'll probably help rebuild the city afterward. Like let them have some shawarma. And I like the idea of the other ones like building and building and building, and this one kind of like. We finished phase one. Like, yeah. give us a break. This is just a funny thing. Right. Um, and then we have the Stan Lee yes, cameo where he is on TV on the yes. news stations when, and he's like, superheroes? Yeah, right. Or something like that. Ha, which ha, ha. It's funny, funny because he made up a bunch of them. Yep. Um, so that's a movie. Mark yeah, Ruffalo, I, though, I just, I think Edward Norton was too, he played Hulk too cocky. And what I really like about Mark Ruffalo is that he he is like such a um, he's such a depressed and angry, obviously. But but he he like he is deeply hurt that he is who he is. Yeah, and I, I'm not convinced not in that when I look into Edward Norton, Norton's eyes, I don't see that. Yeah, and I think part of that was the script too, because it yeah. kind of toward the end is like, but I'm Hulk, so here I go. Yeah. But I and I like how this series continues with. Uh, he doesn't want to be Hulk. He wants a cure so bad. Well, and he, and he still considers this is a virus. This is like an alien thing inside of me. This isn't me. Yeah, he's sick. But he can't control this this other being thing inside of him, which is so interesting. Yeah, and I think they also point out in this movie that his serum that made him who he is is like a different form of the serum that Cap had, which is kind of a cool connection. Oh, really? Just don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, they said something along those lines. Okay. Um but yeah, that's that's Marvel the Avengers. We were very we jumped all over the place. I hope it was still enjoyable for you, listener. My my overall feeling about the movie is um pretty good, but with all the other ones we now have, it like pales in comparison mm-hmm. to a lot of them now. And it, I got I got pretty bored 
watching yeah, it. Yeah, I was. Because I think I it was just very. Too. It's just a very. Um, this is a standard. And, and, and oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, but we just we watch it right after Captain America, and that yeah. movie actually held up so well. It rips. And was the the story was v- like very cohesive, beat to beat, and I. I, I, that one was just better. Yep. So, give me your rating of Marvel Phase Six. Oh phase, crap! I forgot we were doing Phase that. One. Or do you want me to go first while you think it over? Okay. Bottom of the barrel. The Incredible, uh, Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Agree. This is mine, not yours. Okay. Okay. That's okay. You could probably say yours too, because I'll forget. Um. Yeah. Incredible Hulk. Thor. Um. Then what else is there? You got the two Iron Men. I would say Iron Man 1. You got Avengers and you got Captain America. Oh, no, America. no, no, no. Hulk. We're going from bottom Thor, to top. Hulk, Thor, Avengers, Iron Man 1, Captain America, Iron Man 2 being my favorite one. That's exactly the same as mine. Really? Yeah, I thought about putting Iron Man above Captain America, but Captain America is sitting with me really well. Yeah. And I feel like I would rather watch that in Iron Man 2 over the other four movies. I think so, too. Um, so Iron Man 2 tops it. Although, oddly enough, I think Captain America is a better movie. You think so? A little bit. Because it doesn't have as many problems as uh, Iron Man 2 does. Okay. Because they, you know, they kind of take that side I like side the villain track. a lot more, though, in Iron Man 2. Uh, yeah, I just love Sam Rockwell. But I think if you could Well, cut... the other guy was cool, too. M- Mickey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mickey Rourke. Whiplash. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think the highs in Iron Man two are, are higher, higher than the highs in Captain America. But Captain America is is more co- consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that was Phase One. We made it through our first series, Jordan. Yay! But not really. Yay! But kind of. Okay. So next week, we're doing Mad Max, George Miller, Mel Gibson. And so, and a lot of wacky things that are going on, and you're wondering, is this a post-apocalyptic movie? What's the budget on this movie? Oh, is it post-apocalyptic because of the budget of this movie? Mel Gibson, wow, he's so young. Yeah, all of those That's things. That's Mad Max. And I don't, I don't know if it's available on any streaming platforms, people. So you might have to, you might have to cough up some money and rent it. Honestly, but, worth the buy, and you could probably get it in a pack. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Mad Max can't wait this one this one will be a fun one because the series every movie in its own way is very different from the other so it's an it's not a very traditional series we have yet to do a traditional series yeah. and this will not be the traditional series yeah but uh, eventually we will people yeah so thank you for listening like thank comment, you. Or, uh, rate comment subscribe please no don't you don't have to comment just subscribe well comment if you want we would like to talk to you about movies bye Ooh.